Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, James. Uh, This is an exciting evening for us tonight. Um, You see, I've been hustling. So I've really, really been hustling, and I've been getting these episodes done. I just did an episode yesterday, and we really, the intention was to just do one episode per week. But I'm, it's it's booming. It's, It's really, really booming, and I'm starting to do sometimes three, sometimes four, sometimes five episodes a week. So I want to introduce you to our guest for tonight, Um, a beautiful lady, as you see. Um, She has definitely been out here hustling, and I feel like we are both on the same wavelength, which is why I'm really excited about the opportunity to interview her uh, for the podcast. Uh, Of course, the podcast is really based upon people who I admire, people that I feel have been inspirational to me and me even just getting to know her now and who she is, is so many ways that I'm inspired. Um, I think that, you know, again, we are both on the same wavelength. So just to kind of give you an idea without going into full detail, because then that'll mess up my question. But she has done some really amazing things within this pandemic. Um, and there's some other ways that we relate, which we'll talk about that's um, kind of related to the pandemic as well. But um, she is a humanitarian. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she is just, to me, she's an all-around businesswoman. And I want to formally introduce Summer Azul. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Listen, 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 listen at this education. <laughs> um, I am so happy to have you on the podcast. Like, I'm so inspired by you. And just the things that you're doing and like this pandemic is something serious. And I mean, you know, obviously there's so many people, you know, a lot of people, you know, obviously take it seriously, but there's a lot of people who don't take it seriously. And it's just, it's, it's really, I realized that you are compromised. Um, I'm compromised too. I have lupus. So and I've had the um, virus and, and I did really, really bad with it. So I'm like, like really, really like serious about this. And ironically, I drive Uber. So it's like I have people in my car all day long, um, but I'm doing my best, obviously, to stay sanitized, make yeah. sure that I keep it clean and wiped down. I mean, I keep masks on top of my, like, yeah. I go to the grocery store and they sell them now in the box for like $3, like 50 masks or whatever. And it's like, every time I go to the grocery store, I buy three boxes of them Good. just to make sure I have them in the car for when people get in because 65% of the people get in and they don't have a mask. Like they have no clue the pandemic has been going on. Yeah. But, um, they don't take it serious, but even some of them that do don't understand what it's like for people like you and I who are, as you say, compromised because uh, having an autoimmune disorder or something to where if you catch COVID, it could be worse for you, if not deadly, but right. worse as far as recovery because of everything that your body already deals with. So a lot of people, they don't understand that. And um, that's why I go so hard to make sure that people know why I go so hard? You right. What I'm saying, right? Because it, it it is serious. Uh, I literally just left uh, the hair salon. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
there. Listen, they did it. They they did it. So. <laughs> so when I was there, uh, my stylist told me that her sister, who's also a stylist in the salon, passed away a few days ago mm-hmm. uh, from COVID. And she had traveled to her uh, native country, which is Dominican Republic. And mm-hmm. she caught two strands of COVID. So not just COVID-19, but the Amarion, as they call it, as right. well. I, this is the first time that I heard of someone catching two strands at once. I've so, never heard of that either. Yeah, that was news to me. And she died within five days. Wow. Five days. Totally healthy woman, mid thirties. Like I like I said, I see this woman for years because she she works in the same salon. You know, it's her sister, my stylist is her sister. And uh her and her daughter went on vacation and her daughter, uh, who's in her I wanna say she's like nineteen twenty or something like that. Um, she's still there because she still has COVID, but she's you know, she's dealing with it and um they won't let her back into our country until she has a negative result. And I said all that to say, it's still very much real and out there. Yeah. Very much. And a lot of people feel like, oh, this new variant is just, you know, just get the sniffles and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. And, oh, I had it and it was nothing. And But but it's something to some people. And then right. oh, we still don't know the long-term effects of having right. it. Right. So it's very important Um you know, for me to stay as safe as possible. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you saw the post, I posted that I, I got sick and I was praying that it wasn't COVID. Yeah. And everybody started commenting, oh, you know, COVID and sorry, you got COVID. And I was like, in my post, I said, I don't have COVID, but I'm sick. Right. Right. <laughs> but, you know, everybody's so, you know, oh, it's, everything is sick as yeah. COVID. So it's a lot of, you know, just misunderstandings as far as what we're dealing with. And, you know, that's to be expected because this is the first time in our lifetime that yeah. we're dealing with. Right. It really knows or understands. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we have to be extra careful. That's right. all I can say. Just be extra Yeah. Well, um, obviously not to make the, make the whole conversation about COVID, but, you know, obviously it plays a major part because of the things that you have been able to do over the last couple of years. Um, I love the way that, I mean, essentially you have built a full brand. Um, you, you built a full brand and you've done it on your own terms. And that essentially is what I've done. Like in terms of media, um, I started, or my company started just as a magazine and, you know, within that time I've been able to branch out with a PR firm and a podcasting division and I do radio now. And, um, I mean, I had worked in radio some years ago, but I was more behind the scenes in promotions and marketing. So it, it's different now actually being on air and doing podcasting and in a position where I'm constantly talking to people, um, even when at one point I didn't want to talk at all or I, or I yeah. kind of had the stage fright and was scared to talk to people. And now it's uh, I'm all day long. Yeah. So, um, but it, But it's exciting, though to be able to see the things that you've done and, you know, the, the, the way that you've been able to show your daughter, you know, how to, you know, really come through this. And because obviously she was in the acting realm and in the entertainment realm before the pandemic started. And then you've done, you know, obviously so many different things from modeling, um, being a musician, being a filmmaker. Um, So like, how did you get to the point where, you felt like it, like okay, I need to start something or I need to do something. Um, oh, immediately. So I'm the type of person I research and I just look into things 
period. And so when I first heard on the news that there was something happening in China, there was some type of virus or something going on there, uh, I immediately started to research. Because I remember a few years ago, well, not a few years ago, a long time ago, when they had the SARS. Do you remember it? Right, right, right. So I remember that, but it didn't affect us here, you know, really in America. We we weren't really concerned about it. We were just like, oh, you know, they're wearing masks over there and they have something called SARS or whatever the case is. And um, so I, because I remember that when I heard that there was something new going on, I said, let me look into it because I live in Atlanta where there's an international airport and over 98 percent of the things that we buy as consumers come from China. And so I was just like, hold on, let me see yeah. what this deadly virus is. And um, I knew then that it was going to spread around the world because the way we travel now, it's it's almost inevitable because, you know, the last pandemic was over a hundred years ago and it spread like crazy because it was during wartime and you had all the military members on the trains and traveling. Mm -hmm countries and different places and clustered together um and that's why that spread the way that it did but we're like 10 20 times more you know fast forward than they were as far as traveling now you got regular people you know mothers didn't used to travel back then they stayed at home and cooked right. food, you know what i mean things like that so you have so many more people traveling and things like that it just made me spring into action right then so i immediately i took my daughter out of school i started homeschooling her the teacher was just like what's going on i said you'll see um within about two or three weeks it was on the news here in america and then everyone was taking their children out of school and then it became mandatory the schools were shut down but like just to, just to stop you for a second you took your daughter out of school and started homeschooling what what was i don't want to say what was that like but what was that like like to just suddenly now you're homeschooling well for me i'm i naturally make adjustments in life period so it wasn't a thing like oh now i have to homeschool uh i had already planned on homeschooling her the okay. next she's in the entertainment industry and she's right. always stays booked and busy that little yeah. and that's <laughs> that's a beautiful thing so. yeah so i was already planning on it and i had a friend who homeschooled her child so it was not a big you know oh how am i going to do this thing but at the same time even if so it was a life or death thing to me right. and i know oh, i'm going to take her out of school do whatever i got to do and you know yeah. survive you know what i mean right. I I kicked this to survivor mode. And when I did that, you know, I explained to her teacher and she texted me about a week or so later and said, oh, my God, they sent an email and said something, something about the virus you were talking about. And, you know, it just started to escalate from there. Uh, and so the next thing, the next frame of mind I had was, OK, a lot of people are going to get sick. And so that means I didn't think they were going to shut down everything, but I knew a lot of people would be sick and unable to work even right. Farmers, even people who worked in food processing factories, all these things. So I started posting saying, hey, guys, we need to start learning how to grow our own food. There's going to be food shortages. And everybody was like, well, not everybody. Some people were like, right. And yeah. other people like yourself, you know, like, wait, wait, let's hear what she's right. talking you know what I mean? And so because I saw the difference in the people, I said, you know what? I got to reach those people who are not going to listen. So I started doing my videos and I made them like music videos and I used hip hop music so that they will watch. Right. And I was gardening and I was cooking at home and I was homeschooling and I was doing art therapy, just whatever. Because at this point in time, now everyone's quarantined. Everyone's depressed. They don't want to be at home alone and all this stuff. So I'm like, hey, guys, look at me. I'm quarantined, but I'm happy. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you don't right. have 
don't feel a certain way. Right. Let's get this, let's get this cracking. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's what I did. Um, it went from, you know, survival mode, take care of the kids, survival mode, take care of the world. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's beautiful that, I mean, I, I think that speaks volumes that you even had the insight to kind of flip into survival mode and, okay, I'm going to pull her out of school. We're going to start homeschooling. We're going to start growing our own food and um, showing people how to, like, that's, I think that's amazing that you even had that kind of foresight, you know, to, um, to, to, to pull that off. Um, and I say pull it off because that's a huge transition. Like, even if, even if you're in that space or that head space where you're like, I can adjust to whatever and I adjust to the times and, you know, whatever's going on, I can, you know, switch my life up for that. There's so many people like to me, 95% of the world cannot do that. And so many people don't do good with change. Yeah. So, you know, to, I, I guess what, what was, what was your real strategy in terms of reaching the people who maybe they didn't believe or they thought you were crazy or. Uh, well, I, I cater to both. I cater to the people who definitely believed and wanted to learn more. And I yeah. um, cater to the people who didn't believe at all and could care less. And so what I did, uh, number one, I started going live more and I would go live and talk about everything that I've learned. So say for instance, for this week, I researched the, the last pandemic, uh, the Spanish flu, and, and I learned all about that and how they got over it. And I watched documentaries of people what, who survived it and what they did. So I started teaching people that, the ones who wanted to learn. Um, the ones who didn't want to learn, if you see me on live and I'm talking about that, you're just going to scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah. So for those people, I said, like I said, I want to make these entertaining videos. I'm already an entertainer. So I, I went to school for filmmaking. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. So I said, I can make some nice videos that they will watch less than three minutes throw on some hip-hop music mm -hmm. and and i and i chose old school hip-hop because everybody likes old school but now i can tap into my age and older and my age and younger and so that's what i chose i knew my demographic and i started doing the videos and i didn't just do like oh you know this goes here and this goes there i'm like no yeah i'm gonna do it like this and do it like right. that i right. want to watch the whole video i wanted you to say Maybe I can plant some food or maybe I can build or maybe I can, you know, whatever. It right. is. And it worked. And that was my strategy. And so every time I did a video or I'm editing, I had that in mind. Okay, let me make sure I keep their attention. Let me make sure that I'm showing them something. You know, let me make sure this is valuable information. Let me make sure that I don't lose, oh, the female audience or I don't lose the male audience or whatever the case is. And it was never about getting popular or anything like that it was more so about making sure the people who were already following me was learning what i felt like they needed to know during that time right and they started sharing and sharing and went viral and all that good stuff but that it was just part of i guess god's plan because yeah. like that, it was just all about really trying to teach people what they needed to know now what do you what do you feel like your daughter was able to take away from it Oh, everything. She was, <laughs> she learned everything as I was learning. You know what I yeah. mean? And we got quality time together. Well, we always have quality time, but this was more intimate. And I always tried to make sure that she had a fun day because she was quarantined at, at five. You know what I mean? She's seven. Well, she's going to be seven now. 
but a five-year-old. So I built her the, this, this big playhouse and uh, turned her playground into like this fairy tale where I just wanted her to not grow up and say, I lived with the pandemic and I was so depressed as a kid. Or, you know, I lived through the pandemic and, you know, it changed me. Now I don't like to be around people or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, Because psychologically, the pandemic messed with a lot of people, especially yeah. children. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it, it messed with a lot of people ways. I mean, you have people who just absolutely couldn't deal with it at all. And people, mm -hmm. people chose suicide and um, just all kinds of things. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's good the way that you obviously, again, you kind of took the bull, you know, the, the bull by the horns and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to make this fun and, you know, make make it so we're having a good time and we can teach somebody else and help them have a good time too and to be able to get through this. Um, how do you feel like things will go, I guess, as the pandemic, I guess I want to say gets better? Um, I mean, you know, obviously there's different strands all the time. So, you know, there's so much going on and they keep quarantining and then they're not quarantining. But yeah. as we kind of tend to start getting better and, you know, getting getting over it a little bit more, how do you see the brand kind of transitioning at that point? Uh, <clears throat> as far as my brand? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, I feel like I don't know that the pandemic is getting better. <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean, I, I don't, I, I, I honestly don't feel like it necessarily is right now. Like it's, you know, especially in the winter months anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's always going to be someone, some, someone somewhere with the virus. Um, and it's going to keep mutating because that's what viruses do. Right. And like I said, the way that we travel, I'm, I'm traveling to Africa next week. The way that we travel is always going to be a, a chance of someone getting something or transmitting something. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's going to take it probably three times the amount of time that it took the first, the last pandemic to end, which was three to five years. Um, and with that being said, I feel like we've come to a new normal and that new normal is, you know, wearing the mask and, you know, having hand sanitizer always on deck and, um, you know, having smaller gatherings as, as opposed to big old 500 people weddings right. and things like that. And uh, those are things that people didn't want to, to do, but you're starting to see that it's necessary and, you know, and mandated in many places. Um, I feel like that coincides with my brand because I have to make sure that people understand, yeah. hey, you know what I mean? Uh, I know y'all not quarantined no more, but I am. Right. Yeah, I'm out and I do things and I travel now and I'm whatever. Safe, though. Right. That's my quarantine life. That's my right. super quarantine life. You know what I mean? So I, I don't in the house, but I have to do it the right way. It's still a life. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it affects the brand at all. Um, and even if things miraculously got better all of a sudden, then the brand is, hey, I survived. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, how do, how do you, you know, I, I know obviously with your line of work and with everything it is that you're doing, like, I know you've been traveling. Like, how do you, like, how do you kind of manage to stay safe, obviously, within that travel, like you speak of the, um, you know, the beautician that went yeah. to the Dominican, you know, unfortunately got sick while she was there. Like, yeah. how do you keep yourself safe and keep your daughter safe while you're traveling? Okay. So this trip to Africa is going to be my first international trip since being quarantined. Okay. So, um, 
I guess I have to get back with you on that one. <laughs> but it's going to be the same as what I do everyday life. Um, I am not ashamed to put on a mask and a plastic shield and gloves on my hand to go to the grocery store if I have to. You know what I mean? So I don't mind someone looking at me sideways as long as I'm alive tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I do. And, you know, and at times where, where it's not like that, I still, like I said, I keep hand sanitizer in, in convenient ways. It's clipped on the side of my purse. I don't have to dig all in there. Just, you know, I do that before I touch my car door and get in the car. Like, I'm just very conscious about yeah. Of what I'm doing and how I do it and that and also with my daughter it's become a part of her life you come in you wash your hands right away you 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 count I tell her to count to 40 because she counts fast I said count to 40 when she uh washes her hands and um you know just different things so all those things you know I plan to put in probably super mode to go mm -hmm. to Africa the most traveling I've done since the pandemic was last year um I took my uh my son and my daughter to uh Florida but it was a road trip um, we stayed in a, a hotel where before I let them come in the room, I go in and sanitize everything and spray everything, including the phone, the light switches. And I mean, it might be extra to other people, but it's worth it. But it's, it's, it's worth it and it's necessary. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know, you know, especially going to these hotels, you, you just, you don't know how they're cleaning or if they're cleaning. If they're cleaning um, yeah. There's always been, you know, stories about that even pre-pandemic. So <laughs> you know, with, with what's going on now, like you can never be too careful. So I think that that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I imagine, I think that you've done enough research and you've done enough study and, you know, you've been doing enough at this point where I think you'll be just fine, you know, obviously traveling to Africa, but um, I'll definitely be watching for sure because I just, I just kind of want to see, like, are you planning on, you know, obviously doing like videos and that sort of thing while you're traveling or? Um, yeah, as much as possible. Um, because that's what I do. But this trip is more so of a spiritual um, thing. And so there's going to be a lot of things that I can't record. Right. But as I can, uh, of course, I will, because this is part of my journey and part of my destiny. And so it has to be documented. Um, I may wait till I'm back to America before posting anything that happened while I was in Africa. Right. I, it's just, you know, it's just a it's not a vacation. It's more so, like I said, it's a spiritual uh, trip and I'm going to learn. And I I plan on utilizing everything that I learned there, here, once I come back. That's the reason why I'm going. Okay. Now, the off-grid village. Listen, I, I love this. I, <laughs> I, I love that whole idea. And, like, I went on the website and I'm looking at the pictures and I'm like, damn, like, I want to go. First of all, tell everybody what the off-grid village is. Okay, so uh, I've been building, well, buying land, um, and so people can buy their land and build their own homes to live there in communities. And the Off Grid Village is the brand that I created because I'm not just doing it in one location, I'm doing it for several different locations. And then also, I'm teaching people how to build and how to grow their own food, how to use, use the land and the water to to survive, basically. And it is a um, it's an effort that I'm doing with my Azul Army nonprofit organization that I started a few years ago, but it just kind of took off <laughs> in ways unimaginable right. uh, this past year. And it is um, is just definitely part of my destiny and it's my passion because I'm not only teaching people everything that I was trying to teach in those videos, but now I'm able to 
implement that into people's lives. And very much so to the point that now I have villages that are public villages that are still all grid, but people can like rent an Airbnb or whatever, come and live there and see how it is and, you know what I mean, have the experience and things like that. And so I really just feel like I'm giving awareness to people about a different way of life. It, it I was going to say it looks exciting. Maybe maybe that's just to me. No. <laughs> because half the time I, I think I just have in my mind like, damn, like I need to get away and go yeah. somewhere and just, I guess, I guess in a sense, kind of just be like off the grid, like yeah. where they can't, they can't find me, turn my phone off. Like yeah. I, I just want to go somewhere and just get away or whatever. Yeah. So when I looked at those pictures, I'm like, damn, like this is, this is perfect. Um, I guess I want to say what really gave you that idea to want to want to put that together or, or like where did the idea come from? Um, well, I've been had the idea for years, but it was just a, a thought, you know what I mean? Not a, a, a thing that I, I'm work towards this right now. Right. And the pandemic hit all my friends, like I said, who were the listeners who were on the same page. We was we all said, you know, we need to basically do what I did in my backyard on a bigger piece of land because right. Backyard is like a, a, a tiny town. I, you know, I have my daughter's tiny house and the greenhouses and all the gardens and chickens and just everything back there. And so I said, okay, let's do it. But none of us had money to, you know, buy land and yeah. go build. And even if we bought land, we would need more money to build. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was still just a dream. Um, I spoke to several people and we all, uh, we're, we're like saving up and doing whatever it is we got to do to make this happen one day. It was still a, just a one day type of thought. And right. uh, last year, a friend of mine that I'm, I've known um, for some years, we don't, well, we don't really talk, but someone that I knew, she uh, hit me up and said that she was doing the same thing and she had been trying to do it for over a year. And she was trying to get people to buy into the land and, you know, do all those other things. And I said, what? That's exactly, you know, what I've been trying to work on. And she's just like, well, I've already got some land and um, maybe you can come in and you can bring some buyers. And I said, okay. And so uh, we started a collab. Um, We had two different visions, though, of what should be happening there. Like I said, I have a nonprofit. So my goal wasn't to, you know, to make money off of this. My goal was to uh, make life off of this and to, right. you know, to people and, and all these things. And I said, it's off grid, you know, people shouldn't have uh, Airbnbs there where other people can come in. And, you know, if I, if I buy, buy some land and I want to live off grid, I don't want people knowing where I am. I'm right. off grid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And I said, if I promote this, everybody's going to know where it is because I have a, a following, you know what I mean? And so I said, okay, well, how about I'll help you do that? And then I'm going to do this, this right. way. Oh, so it, it just happened that way. And the next thing you know, you know, I prayed about, hey, I need some more land in another location so that I could do, you know, this, this private location for all these buyers and then a public location for all the people who just want to get away sometimes. And right. Next thing you know, God was just like, well, there you go. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, when you think about it, it puts a, it puts an entirely different spin on the whole Air, Airbnb thing. Yeah. Um, you know, most, most, well, I won't say most people, but a lot of people that are getting Airbnbs, they're, they're getting them because they're traveling somewhere and they, and they're going to do something and it's just cheaper, you know, than getting a hotel or whatever. But, you know, the whole off the grid idea 
like that just really that that sits very well in my mind just being able to kind of get away and people don't know where you are so i think i would want the private location i don't want the the location <laughs> where everybody's gonna know where i'm at i want the private location where they can't find me um, where do where do you see i mean just looking at how that has grown over the past you know one to two years where do you see that going over the next five to ten years like what kind of is your thought or I guess kind of your pre-goal? Well, I know I want to do this everywhere. That's why I branded it and made it a franchise and not just a location. Um, And I have the two different types of location, the private and the public, Um, because I'm, I'm thinking forward and thinking about how people like yourself would say, Oh, you know, I want to, stay here or be just totally private or people who, oh, I'm going to bring the kids there for a weekend. It's going to be fun and, you know, or romantic getaway or whatever the case is. So I'm just thinking about every different type of person um, because the same way, like what I did with the videos, I want you to be interested because I feel like these are some of the things that you still need to know, even though you're going to be relaxing and enjoy yourself, being there could inspire you like, hey, th- this is this is all ran off the of solar energy and, you know, yeah real food is growing here and you know what I mean I'm connected with nature that's a thing to be listen you know it's I I that whole thing for whatever reason excites me like I don't know I don't know if it's because I'm I'm getting ready to be 45 um and and maybe (laughs) maybe just because I'm getting old but I just I don't know that whole thing just excites me like even down to the point where I told you I drive Uber. So it's like, you know, you, you pick up people everywhere. Yeah. So I picked somebody up actually a couple of days ago in a mobile home and I was talking to, or like a, a mobile home park. Yeah. And I'm talking to somebody on the phone as I'm going to pick up the person. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is nice. Like <laughs> I could live out here, like just get away. Like I can just pick up and drive off if I'm getting ready. Right. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a freedom. It's a freedom that we have. Yeah. And, and we didn't even know really existed because we grew up totally in the system. I call it the system. Yeah. Everything is a system. The, the school system, the health system, the justice system. We grew right. up in the system. And so and we, we don't even think about you know that and, and and even when we saw pictures of you know people living, oh that's farmers and they live on the farm and they you know they're different than us and <laughs> I mean it's just it's just weird that like everybody is on you know having these big immaculate homes and uh, I could care less like I, I I do not want to own a home um yeah. I could get me a mobile home like today yeah. and, and just priorities are, are, are just uh, different because like I said because of the system you know it teaches you uh go to school get this job and buy this big old beautiful home and have a family you know what I mean it teaches right. you doesn't teach you uh connect with nature connect with spirit uh be in a community uh you know your family should be a priority mm-hmm. teach you those things and those are the things that make us human right you know and and so when you see a situation or opportunity like this that's why it touches your heart because it's part of you we just right. didn't mean that and so that's what I love about uh the journey that i'm on right now now you mentioned um as far as the off-grid communities, you mentioned franchise. So, mm-hmm. like, when, you know, when you speak of, of franchising it, I guess what kind of is your thought as far as that? Like, just having different people buying into it and buying land or? 
So uh, two different things. Um, number one, I have a lot of people that are uh, investors and, you know, want to invest. And so they can invest in, in, a, in a franchise. Oh, there we go. <laughs> invest in a franchise and so say for instance the, the community uh that if you saw my recent videos that i'm building in atlanta at the atlanta view uh, off-grid village uh in atlanta uh have investors who invest the money i take the money because it's not for profit i put it all into the land oh we gonna have everything there if everything that the money can buy you know what i mean because it's going to bring the people in which will inspire them and so that's part of the franchise and then also i have the people who just want to buy land to where this is their piece of land or this is their property and i don't mind you know setting that up i do that i set it up but those aren't the properties that i'm coming there to run you know what i mean to be in those properties and then my ultimate goal for myself a personal goal um it's more so on a spiritual level. I want a piece of land or I will get a piece of land um, that is just for spiritual healing. And so people will come there um, almost like a retreat type of thing or yeah. for whatever different reasons. But that's all that land is for. That's all it is for. And so um, that's what I'm doing with, with the franchise. But this is going to be different places, not just Georgia, because I'm already going to work on some stuff in Africa, work on some things in Jamaica, work on some things in um Florida and oh, it's not playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People have already reached out and not just saying, Oh, I'm interested, but reached out like here. Right. What with this. And I'm like, okay, because like remember what I told you last year? I didn't have the money to do any of this. Mm -hmm. But because it's part of my destiny, God is just really opening the doors and saying And, and that's the thing. God will open those doors like when it when it's your destiny and when it's your passion and you're doing something that's like genuine. And mm -hmm. from the heart, like the, the, the floodgates will open. Yeah. You know, yeah. as far as you being able to make it happen. Nothing can stop it. Nothing I can... kind of look looking back, I don't want to say just the last I don't want to say just the last few years of the pandemic, but just looking back, you know, at your entire career and the things that you've been able to do, what do you feel like you're most proud of? This. Um Absolutely. Hands down this yeah. because uh, all those other things when I used to do music and acting all the I only ever wanted to be in the entertainment industry because I wanted to reach people because I want to teach people. Now, I knew that as a young age, but I didn't know what I wanted to teach them. Right. I didn't know none of the details. It was just in my heart that that's what yeah. I wanted to do. But when I did the music and stuff, I had to rap about the stuff people wanted to hear and cuss and all of this and this stuff. And well, I felt like I had to, you know what I mean? In order for people to, to want to listen to me or whatever. And, um, and I hated it. I didn't want to like look like little Kim or, uh, act like Nicki Minaj or, you know, whatever, um, uh, you know, props to them in the rap game, but that's just not me. And so, uh, I also wasn't Lauren Hill either. I didn't have the dreads and you know what I mean? Like I still, I like to straighten my hair, you know what I mean? I'm me, I'm in between, I guess, you know what I mean? But whatever the case is, it didn't seem like it was a lane for me. And I started to shift focus, but then it was still always inside of me. And I said, you know what? I have to create my own lane. Right. And that's what you have to do sometimes. Yeah, that's the, I think that's, I'm not even going to say sometimes. Like you you, you yeah. have to be one that's going to get out here. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm always talking about hustling and grinding and all of that stuff. But you have to be one that's going to get out here and create your own lane. And it, yeah. it doesn't matter what area you're in. Um, you know, with me wanting to, and, and I've always wanted to work in media and entertainment. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But I had to create my own lane because if I didn't do that, then I was just going to be stuck trying to get a if I got the job doing what somebody else felt like they wanted me to do or covering what somebody else wanted me to cover and me creating my own lane and making my own way, I can do whatever I want to do. Exactly. Um, Freedom again, we were talking about. Right. Exactly. And once you experience that, like that level of freedom, you don't want to give it back. No. Um, Like there's nothing about me that wants to go and work for a CNN or MSNBC or like any of those like big, you know, conglomerates anymore. Like I just want to do my own thing and kind of yeah. make my own way and carve my path. So yeah. I can see that that's what you have been doing. Yeah. Um, for people that want to, you know, obviously check out everything it is that you're doing. I know that um, I'm actually still on the off grid website right now because I'm like, I got to figure out where this is at. And, <laughs> but um, kind of plug all of the places that, you know, people can, obviously look you up and learn more about you and your platform and your brands and the off-grid community. Um, well, everything on all social media platforms is I am Summer Azul. And I, um, I am Summer Azul.com is my official website. It usually has everything that I'm doing on there and links to everything else. Um, specifically to go to the off-grid village um, information, it's literally www.theoffgridvillage.com. And I, I named it that, you know, on purpose because I want it to be easy to find and to yeah. look. Yeah, because they're easy, easy and simple and, you know, not too complicated for people, because once it gets too complicated and you have all these dots and dashes and hash marks and all that stuff, people say, forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I try to make it as easy as possible. And on my social media, um, when I'm, I, you know, promote with the videos and things like that, it's always, you know, link in bio, link in bio, link in bio. I just want everything is a click away these days. And so I have to make this information a click away these days as well. Um, I don't like to overly push it. The people that are interested, oh, they, they find you, you know? Yeah. They find you. And so um, I just, you know, I just do it that way. And everything is at I am Summer Azul. um, So that is is real simple and easy to find. Okay. Um, Anything that you feel like you really wanted to get out there with the conversation today? Um. I think we kind of talked about everything. I I do every time I uh, I'm doing an interview or reaching people or talking to people. Just want to make sure that everyone knows and understand that everything isn't just handed to me. Because I know I said a lot, like, "Oh, God did this and God did that," and you know, da da da. Trust um, me. As somebody it. that is, I I know, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people say, "Oh, you know." Well, she had it easier. Or somebody did this, or somebody. No, I put the work in. So this is my about to be my third year of quarantine and working and all that. People didn't just give me money. You know, they're saying we see what you're doing. We see what you've been working on. We see how hard you work. We want to help. Right. You know, you have to put the work in, no matter what it is that you're doing. Absolutely. You just, Absolutely. Yeah. And so. Um, I said that to say, you know, my life has been a very hard life and, you know, people don't know my past for real. I mean, very hard life. And a lot of people see me now or see some of the things I've done in my career and and just and feel like, oh, she has it going on or whatever the case is. Unknowingly to them, though, it was a struggle to get there. But I just Mm -hmm. stopped and I still don't feel like I'm there. You know what I mean? I'm on my way there. Thank you for recognizing me while I'm on my way. Right. But I'm on my way. And so I just want people to be inspired to know that 
whatever it is, you don't have to do with have to do with land or spirituality or anything like that. Whatever it is you want to do or you're trying to do, you actually can do it. It's going to be hard, but anything that's worth doing is going to be hard because we're living in a system that's made yeah. for not to do it. Right. So that's I, the. I just think it's. I'm trying to figure out how I want to say it, but I think that I think that everything that you're doing is amazing. Um, while I do look at it like you have arrived, I know that you're still on your way, though. And I and I, I just I, I say that because I'm learning. I'm learning to really celebrate, you know, like like the the accomplishments and the achievements that we make. And like you've achieved a great deal and you've accomplished a great deal. And I think that that is worth celebrating. And it doesn't mean that, okay, I've made it and I finally got there or like, like you're still a work in progress. We all are still a work in progress. Um, but like I said, I'm learning to celebrate, you know, those accomplishments because it's hard work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very hard work. And I mean, when, when we talk just about you doing the homeschooling piece, that is not easy. It's, yeah. it's not easy at all. And it's time consuming. Because there's a lot of work, probably a lot more work for her doing homeschooling than what it would be if she was in school and they're breaking it up over a nine month period. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a lot of work. And, you know, it speaks to, you know, just her ability to learn and, you know, to grasp it all, too, because she's homeschooling and she's taking it in and she's still, as you say, booked and busy. (laughs) It's beautiful. Um. (laughs) I think that you've done an amazing job, you know, obviously as a parent, like you had that insight before anybody else had it to take off and, you know, fight or flight mode. Yeah. It's like you, you, you started fighting right away because you knew that, you know, it's, it's about survival now. Yeah. So, you know, you took what you knew and you researched and you got the rest of the information and you put it all to good use. And at the same time that you were getting her together, you were getting yourself together. Yeah. I think that you've done some amazing things. Like there's a lot of people, including myself, who can learn a lot from you and your process and just the way that you've done things. I got to get some money together to get, to become a part of this off grid community. (laughs) um, I think that, I just think that that's really dope. Um, I really, really do. And um, I'm, you know, I'm really happy for the people who will tune into this. Yeah. And be able to see, you know, the, the things that you're doing, because I just think it speaks volumes. It speaks it speaks volumes for us as, you know, African-Americans. And I mean, just in general, yeah, um, the things that you've done. So um, congratulations on everything. Like, I, I'm definitely following. I, like, I'm looking and keeping up and trying to fig- figure all of this out and see where I'm going to escape to. <laughs> well there's always going to be room in the off-grid village okay <laughs> yeah I'm, listen i'm gonna figure it out um but no i i like i i really celebrate you i congratulate you because i think that you've done an amazing job and i'm grateful for you taking the time out to talk today like i think that you're very inspiring um and motivational to so many people like i said including myself so thank you thank you thank you you're um, welcome <laughs> And yeah, any kind of final comments or anything or um well I have a motto. My motto is uh whatever you do, be epic. And I literally live by that motto. I made it up when I was in film school and literally whatever you do, if you're a chef, 
be an epic chef. If you're a right. teacher, epic teacher, whatever it is you do, be epic. And yeah. so that's all I want to make sure people know. <laughs> nah, I think that's great. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.